1: My smoke flying through the air. It's the way I
2: feel.
0: On All right, hello everybody, and welcome to Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Hooksett, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us where you're watching, on Facebook or on YouTube, or if you're listening after the fact, whether it be on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever else you got this podcast from, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I am Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my co-host, Brother Broadleaf, mm-hmm. Pat Wente, and Dave and Confused, what? and we are... Having a discussion about companies that are risking new things, like we could have called this risky business, but I didn't want to get sued.
2: Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> We're
0: using it. Yeah, you know, Tom Cruise is like that. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to take any chances. But um, you know, the whole idea of of this show is looking at uh, cigars and tobacco, where companies are trying something new to stay ahead to stay fresh, to stay innovative, and they're doing things that they have not done before. To boldly and go. Syndicato Artista is a perfect example of that. This is uh, a cigar that is Dominican. And Syndicato. Si- <coughs> Let die. me get rid of that itch Do not <laughs> in <die>. my throat. Syndicato <laughs> is very known for its Nicaraguan blends. And uh, this is their very first Dominican cigar, and it's not even made in their uh, factory. It's made at Tabula, uh, Tabacalera El Artista by Ram Rodriguez, and it includes Rum. a Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, Ecuadorian Sumatra binder, and Dominican Criollo 98, Dominican Allure, and broadleaf from some undisclosed origin
2: undisclosed
0: it is a toro it's six by 54 it's also round as opposed to their normal box press of their cigars so in several ways this is different from their normal fare and um before we get into that let's talk about the very interesting drink that we have here yes. it took pat about 45 minutes to make this we were there uh mm-hmm. yeah we were there wondering if it would be done by eight o'clock what what are we drinking pat starfish poop
1: so i'm calling it the uh, the queen bee queen and it's a cocktail that utilizes bmb cognac which is really kind of sweet woody and herbal it's known for herbal there's a story with it that i don't didn't memorize it's over 70 different herbs that are used to make the cognac it's all about herb um and it has a little bit of a healthy dose of old forestry 100 proof in it as well Mm -hmm. and i mixed it in a jigger that was in heated water a jigger and it's in heated water so it can i put honey inside of it so the heated water can help the honey kind of melt a little bit and get into the drink before i mix it with the ice a little bit a lemon in there and some orange bitters mm-hmm. Bitter. um yeah so i made it because i thought this is uh to me pretty mild cigar and it yeah. has a lot of kind of like woody and hay notes which is pretty yeah. unique in itself hey. so i thought kind of like a cool. delicate honey sweet kind of cocktail would kind of complement it well
0: i I definitely think it'll go well with this and and while dave uh refers to the little star thing there what is that again pat
1: it's a star anise it has kind of like a black licorice kind of aroma to it Mm. it actually looks very nice in the drink it definitely does beautiful it looks it looks very nice
0: yeah the the uh, garnish is great on this um dave maybe you can You could probably lift up your glass and... No, I did. You did? Yeah, I did. I got
3: a good view of it. Mm. Mm.
0: So before we get into the discussion here about uh, Mm. Syndicato and going off the reservation into uh, Mm. the DR, um, what are are the first impressions here on the cigar?
2: Mm. And I mean the cigar, not the drink. Well, I immediately got a blast of graham cracker upon the light. Mm -hmm. Well, the first draw, rather. You know, the toast was very woody, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, like sawdust plywood. It smelled really good. And then... Oh, the dear, below pur-
3: those. <laughs>
2: no, we're talking about, like, lumber yard, Lumberyard. Lumberyard. Fresh cuts. Yeah. Cut. yeah. <laughs> but um, and very nice flavor upon the first draw. Just blast a graham cracker and then into that hint of cedar.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Pat?
1: Yeah, on the first inch of it, you get, like, a nice kind of white pepper. It's... To me, it's still pretty mild. I, oh, from- Definitely it's there's a little bit more body than i remember last time smoking it but it's mm-hmm. still not really crossing that medium threshold for me yet it does have a lot of like dried hay and wood mm-hmm. and also this kind of like um like to me it's like a mineral kind of flavor that kind of lingers to the finish yeah and, and yeah it's it's not but the other times i had it it was very mild to me but for whatever reason this time maybe it's because i sipped the drink but it has a little bit more body than i remember
3: mm-hmm. so. yeah I have to say that, too, the The, the drink is definitely make, amping it up. But I got, a, I got, you know, just a parrot, what everybody else said. I got the graham cracker, you know, earth leather. Um, I did get a little bit of the white pepper. The hail is very smooth, a little creamy, and there's just a little bit of white pepper in the retrohale, not much. But yeah, it's there. yeah,
0: just a little bit. Yeah, it's but very... it's a
3: good pairing, Pat it's very
0: nice it's a it's a it's a very nice cigar it's nice it's got a lot going on um you know I think that uh you know I was trying to kind of place that kind of uh bready sweetness graham cracker I think is a good good word for that Mm. um cedar leather yes um and you know uh I was gonna say I was gonna say something like a, a like a, <clears throat> some kind of citrusy tinge. I think that's what Pat's calling mineral, mm. and uh, I can totally see that. I, I think that may be actually a better word for it than than citrus. But it's definitely some kind of tangy, mineral, kind of flavor that you get. Uh, but the finish is is very. You know hay, very wood, a little bit of cedar, yes, and in that retro, there is just a hint of white pepper and I think if you're looking at a mild cigar that that's a lot going on you yeah know, there's there's a lot going on here that you know this is uh um you know this is my second or third one, and um the last one I had to me had had was was almost like a had a buttery note to it mm. I'm not getting that from this and again maybe it's because i had the sip of the drink first before i had the cigar um but it's definitely very smooth and creamy now i i want to know what you guys think of the the pairing here how do you think uh this drink is helping or hindering the cigar and vice versa
2: i definitely uh can see what you're saying about the buttery part mm-hmm uh even even the, the little hint of citrus or a mineral, as we're calling it, um definitely I don't know which side it's leaving leaning heavier on, whether it's a cigar or the drink, but it's I think it's pairing very well, so wherever that buttery
3: taste is coming from it's working for me. I get a lot a little bit more um white pepper out of the retrohale right after a drink mm. it kind of intensifies the cigar for a few pops. Mm. I think the
0: cigar actually sweetens the drink a little bit. Mm. It takes a little bit of the, the lemon away. Mm. I think lemon and hay kind of go well together. Those those flavors tend to play well. Yeah, that's what I was
1: thinking when I was kind And, of, and lemon
0: hay. You know the honey, the honey. It, it I think is coming forward with the cigar. Would you guys agree with that, or am I like? On
2: some other planet. Um, I'm definitely with the drink, I'm getting a lot more cream on the retro hail. I'm mm-hmm. not tasting the, the white pepper as much as you guys are. But um, the cedar is definitely enhanced on the mm-hmm. retro hail with the drink. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so.
1: You didn't do me yet, Dan. Well, well, yeah, do me, Dan. Do
0: me, just going to ask, Pat. There, there you go. Um, Thanks,
1: I will say, Pat. one of the things with this garnish that like, it was kind of funky of an idea, but that I wanted to try with it is when you i mean you, you have to you know breathe in while you're sipping it but the whole point of the garnish is just you get like a citrusy kind of black licorice kind of aroma through your palate when you're sipping it so that's kind of why it's floating on top there i don't know if anyone's kind of picked up on that yet like mm-hmm. the purpose of it but you know i i think the body's just mm. been a little you're bit increased mm-hmm. by the um drink and it's 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 kind of a cliche thing to say just because it's a lemon drink but well honey but i'm getting like that white pepper to me on the palate through the finish turns into like kind of like a lemon pepper Mm -hmm. and i think that's definitely why the body might be more intense than i remember it because it's kind of a more fuller bodied flavor i guess Mm
2: -hmm. with the drink sipping some more of that i'm getting uh don't take offense back because this is not a, a, a slight i'm getting that sort of that unbaked bread that doughy taste you know like uh almost like a play-doh that salty yeah savory taste yeasty yes it's pretty good Mm. yeah yeah
0: Mm. Uh, i i I think we have an enjoyable pairing going on here Mm -hmm. and you know
3: how's your construction mine's freaking on point yeah yeah
0: my construction is great it looks like shells is too yeah same with pats yeah everybody's got a great burn line the ash is nice and solid Mm -hmm. nothing uh uh flaking off not that that necessarily means the cigar is bad but I like it when it's clean like Mm -hmm. that you know I think that adds to the presentation of the cigar um so let's let's talk about this you know uh this cigar was first showcased uh last year at the PCA trade show in Las Vegas it was introduced you know there to to uh pca uh accounts and um this is a whole new this is a big departure from them from from their typical run of things i think we all uh have had the other syndicato natural syndicato maduro Mm -hmm. cigars the maduro toro i think is amazing it's a full-bodied beast uh it's really nice dark rich it's it's a fantastic cigar and to you know totally leave that whole idea and and do a non-box press cigar from a different country in a different factory you know is a really bold move now the question is is this a bold move that's going to work or is it something that is not going to work you know we've seen this with other companies you know and, and it can be a real mixed bag of of success um, uh, you know one I'll give you a couple of the, the uh, brands that come to my mind that, that tried something differently in the last number of years with um, the first thing that comes to mind is Ashton who you know is known for their Dominican cigars and uh, released their symmetry line the Ashton symmetry line now you know Ashton of course you know produces San Cristobal, which is Nicaraguan. And, and, um, uh, you know, so it's not like they have not worked with it, but the symmetry was the first Ashton brand that had Nicaraguan tobacco in it. That was a big departure for them, And, um, you know, I I think it's, I think it's good. I, I don't know what, I don't know if it really adds much to the, have you guys had you guys have all had the symmetry yes yeah. mm-hmm. what What do you think of that cigar
2: i think it's good um i think the the risking is trying to find new customer base new fans you know trying yeah. something different to bring you know someone who may not enjoy the vsg or the cabinet selection in and give them something to smoke as well mm-hmm. um I think if you want to be successful and you want to have a following and you want to be good at what you do you do need to risk some things yes you do have to understand that not everybody's going to like your initial core line and so right. you try other things
0: i think of uh you know when um the steve Saka started you know Dunbarton tobacco and trust you know the thing he was really known for was uh bringing out the uh league number no. nine mm-hmm. the t52 at uh, drew estate and I think everybody was looking for him to produce that cigar. Right, right. And he came out with his first cigar was uh, Sober Mesa, which is a completely different cigar than anybody was expecting. And um, later on with Mi Carita and then with Sin Compromiso, he got more into the Liga-esque kind of blends right, right. that people, I think, were looking for. But it was interesting to me that he started out with something that was completely different than what people were expecting. Yeah. Um, Now, another cigar that I think really um, did something very interesting is Monte Cristo, which is again, uh, of course, it has all the Cuban heritage, but in the United States, it's a a Dominican cigar, a high end Dominican cigar. Mm. And for their 135th anniversary, Mm. they went with a Nicaraguan puro that was blended by aj fernandez and i gotta tell you we've we've done two cigars from that line on the show the the toro and then the new um espado that just came out uh, last month and that cigar is amazing i think that took monte cristo to another level and i think it really let people know that they're still innovating there's they still know how to make a great world-class cigar Mm -hmm. in a with another country's tobacco you know Mm -hmm. um so there you got you know ashton did it and it i don't know that the end result was something so different from what they had already produced Mm um monte cristo does it huge success it's one of their fastest growing lines in the in the whole portfolio and it's it's totally taken off we can't keep that stuff in stock right what are some other things that you guys know cigar wise where companies have been known for one type of thing and decided to do something different
1: so i mean you have fuente that does obviously all dominican that's what they're known for and then the the rare pink that was released i want to say around a year to two years ago now Mm -hmm. that's a, like, new flex from their Nicaraguan factory. It's very good. And, again, it's one of those very sought-after cigars, and, you know, no one really knows how Fuente can do with a Nicaraguan cigar. They have, like, some... To my knowledge, they do have... the, The name escapes me, but they have, like, their economic sticks that I think utilizes some of that Nicaraguan tobacco, but this is, like, their first premium release that Mm -hmm. was Nicaraguan and I mean I had it and to me it's I think the Coraline Hemingways are better Mm -hmm. so I think if you kind of eliminate the kind of rarity of the cigar itself it's it's up to par with other Nicaraguan cigars but it's not you know when I think Fuente I I think of certain flavor profiles Mm -hmm. and it's that the rare pink really didn't deliver on that count But that's one. But a um, a story of success doing that though would be with um, Davidoff doing the Mm. Nicaraguan, which obviously that's another company like Monte Cristo that's known for their Dominican cigars, because you know Davidoff has like Dominican pleito, which is Cuban seed. It's they've I forget what the scientific term is, but they've bred certain strands of tobacco and Mm -hmm. they've spent a long time and a lot of resources to do that to kind of get their top quality tobacco that they're known for but then they go and they make an all nicaraguan cigar Mm -hmm. so you kind of look at that and you say well if you you want to get like a fuller bodied nicaraguan cigar you know get a padrone but you know obviously this is probably a attempt at getting into that market right and then as we said earlier dan like indirectly padrone made the damaso which was kind of their stab at Davidoff, you know, since you kind of went into us, we're going to go into you now, but I, I think the Davidoff Nicaraguan box press, it's not what I would consider full body, but no, it's definitely... It's a
0: medium, it's a medium, pl- like, Cuban. maybe medium. Yeah, plus.
1: I'd say it's a Cuban full body, yeah, which is kind of yeah. like a medium, medium plus yeah. in America, but mm-hmm. I think it was a success, especially the box press version of it, you know, which again... I think that may have even have been a first for Davidoff too. I don't think they have any other box press cigar other than the Nicaraguan box press.
0: That's an interesting question. I can't think of one. Off
1: I can't the top either. My head.
0: The box press Diadema Nicaraguan by Davidoff is amazing. That's a fantastic, fantastic cigar. <clears throat> In contrast, you know, here I am, Pastor Padron. Um, I, you know, the Damaso doesn't seem to have had the the big. Uh, push right that uh the nicaraguans for davidoff had um it's it's you know it's almost like you know but Padron is just you know they want to do their model really is do one thing and do it well and they have mastered that mm-hmm. uh with with their line of cigars um it, no one makes a a cigar that tastes or or draws or burns like a padrone. It's it's a totally unique animal on the market. It is so hard to get people who like padrone yes. onto something else. Yes. It's it's just it's 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 amazing, and you know it, it does happen. It happened to me, um, but that's rare. You know and things are always compared to that you know um, what do you guys think D- the Damaso do you think uh that helped padrone or
2: well I don't think it hurt Padrone. did it actually help I mean you still have the Imperials and diplomaticals so and things that people really like mm-hmm. uh the Damaso seem to be kind of a um a one-off thing for people mm-hmm. something that people will suggest to others and they'll try it but it's still not as popular as you know yeah. some of the other things the anniversary series for sure i do know yeah. people
0: who look for them and want them and and love them
3: yeah.
0: you know but it doesn't it's it's not the crazy runaway hit right. that the rest of the line is right. and um you know so that's that's kind of where i'm getting at so mm-hmm. here do we think that this new cigar from Syndicato is is a Is this a good risk for them or is it risky business all around i think
2: it's a good risk i mean to take the time to blend something for a different you know demographic i think that's a good thing Mm. and it's not just to sell cigars it was time and effort Mm -hmm. put into this um it's pretty complex for a medium cigar which i think helps a lot as well Mm.
0: i can't get over the construction on this
2: well, I'm I know, loving the beautiful. construction, yeah. The
0: construction is just amazing. I'm so enjoying just I, looking at it.
2: I am the worst with ash, and I'm looking at the rings that I have right now. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Pat, what do you think? Is this a uh, hit or a miss? Is it going to help push Syndicato up, kind of keep them where they're at? Is this going
1: to get lost in their portfolio, or is this not going to help? So... I think it's a good cigar for the market it's targeting the only thing that i kind of just think of when i'm so i i think it's to appeal to that kind of mild cigar maybe medium cigar smokers and because like the cinecon line as a whole like the natural wrapper um version is pretty tamed. i'd say it's like a you know strong medium but then the maduro yeah. is definitely like a fuller bodied mm-hmm. so i think this is kind of targeting those kind of below medium smokers and if you're not doing it with a Connecticut, it's to me, it's, it's like, if you're just getting into it, when it comes to like, you know, getting a, um, you know, just, I mean, even at the shop, like you see a new smoker, or you see someone that just like is scared to go with a dark wrapper, yeah, like yeah. the wrapper that you choose is like, that, that's what they're looking at. They're yeah. not listening to anything about the cigar, like what body you're saying or anything. It's, it's the color of the wrapper. Right. So I think when you're targeting that audience, having, not i cannot connect it hard but i think this is one of those cigars that if you try it you're going to like it but i think just from the marketing standpoint like that's just the only and it's not the company's problem it's just people right aren't willing to
3: preconceived notions do it right and,
1: right but yeah i don't think it's a bad risk and i think you know lines who are trying to kind of expand and do something new i think that's always a good thing because you know if it's obviously just to kind of sell cigars like but the shell's point like it's not they didn't just like throw something together and sell it like there was obviously a lot of thought that went into it because yeah. again it does have a lot of uniqueness to it mm-hmm. so I, I always think it's a good thing yeah. so all right all right this is good
0: um mm-hmm. you know i think that uh well let's let's be totally honest i completely forgot what i was going (laughs) to (laughs) say
2: in the spirit
0: spirit of full transparency whatever wonderful thought i had just went out the window it's gone you know um oh i remember what it was you know that that um the great majority of cigars that are sold are more on the mild side and you know i i think of like um placentia which started making cigars they'd been making cigars for other people for years and decided to come out with a cigar with their name on it and instead of trying to make a kind of entry level cigar they came out with the forte which starts at around 20 bucks and 20 21 22 then they came out with a Robusto which was like 18 17 um but they were rich full-bodied dark chocolatey Mm -hmm. rich they weren't for new cigar smokers they were for people who were really into it and looking for a very full-bodied smoke and they Mm kind of went backwards you know that then they came out with the more mild stuff and um the the alma de campos the uh, original reserve line um and those have a much wider appeal yeah um And, you know, here's another, you know, example of, you know, you've got the medium-bodied natural Sindicato. You've got the medium-plus to full Sindicato Maduro. And the next thing they come out with is a very um, mild but very nuanced cigar, you know. But I think this has... This has the potential to meet a much wider audience Absolutely. than other
3: cigars. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot more complex than I remembered the first time I smoked it.
0: Mm. Yeah, very very good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very nice. Um, you know, this year, Twins is celebrating its 25th year. In All right, Kansas. 25 years. Kudos, Kurt.
2: That's a long time
0: for uh, putting together that uh, uh, ship that you have still going after 25 years. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. And, um, you know, I would like to know, I'd kind of like to open it up to everybody. You know, as we're thinking about this and and getting into our 25 years in business, what, what would you do to celebrate your 25th year? as twins what are some what what are some ideas you think that uh, kurt should do
2: aside from a big ass barbecue mm-hmm. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what are what are the things you'd like to see not just at like the barbecue part but like over the whole year
2: yeah i think a lot of commemorative stuff however that comes about you know just signs Signs. Signs, yeah. signs, we like need more twenty twins. Signs. twenty fifth anniversary
3: <laughs> box yes dart of like 724 tw- you know something like that well, you know 20 25 year freaking shirts for us you know let's say 25 years you know idea, something yeah. like that hats you know the posters celebrating 25 years right. you know so i think we should i feel like we're not making as big a deal out of it as we should i mean dave to his point there's something to commemorate the,
2: the journey itself you know yep and as we know, it, it Kurt started out small. Yes, and he, he built it up to something beautiful. And mm-hmm. uh, you're right, Dave. Something that shows, you know, this is where we're at. Uh, he was doing door to door, man. Yeah, like, he was. Yeah,
3: Kirby style.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> there ain't nothing worse than door to door. There really <laughs> no. is that, like, I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> <more laughs> stuff. I'm all excited.
2: Uh,
0: yep. Yep. Good night.
2: Yeah, no, for mm-hmm. sure. Some twenty-five year gear, not just for employees, but for customers who have been around for a long time. How many times a day do people come in and say, "Oh, I remember where Kurt was down the way in the small shop"? And then how many different there,
0: customers yeah. have you met who say they're Kurt's first customer? Right, it's <laughs> not first <laughs> customer.
3: Everybody
2: remembers the small shop down the road. <laughs> well, a lot of the, it's
3: cool because a lot of the regulars here at Hookset are like original customers mm. you know like you know like like Stu and pete mm-hmm. and um uh, um larry and they've all been coming here for like ever yes and you know, they keep something coming. to be said yeah. for that too yeah.
0: that you know uh, not only has has twins been around for 25 years but it's still it, it, not only getting bigger and attracting new customers but it's keeping the old ones yes. yep which yes. is just as important absolutely I think that's awesome yeah um, You know, one of the things that's awesome as we get into our just starting our 25th uh year anniversary stuff is we have Rocky Patel coming
2: yes.
0: to town on June 18th. That's just a couple of weeks from now. Just a couple. And 10 days. We are running a special right now. Anybody who buys a box of Rocky Patel cigars, 20 count box or mix and matches their own. Selection of 20 or more scars. Uh, not only do you get a bunch of rocky swag with that, but you get to enter a drawing at, of which four people are going to be drawn on the 17th of June to go to the Red Sox game on the 18th that Saturday, it's, and it's a night game. it's at eight o'clock uh, with Rocky Patel, with Curt, with Orlando Cabrera. Travel from Twins, Londonderry, and back is provided. You're going to be, the people who go are going to be uh, at a box suite at Fenway. Food, drinks, cigars, everything is all included. Nice. This is like a $10,000 night. This is, you know, and if you know anything about Rocky Patel. He does not do anything small. He doesn't do anything small. He doesn't do anything half-assed. Or <laughs> baked,
2: <laughs> half baked, yeah, or half baked. Two ladies said, have
0: a, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be great. And any you can buy as many boxes between now and then, or mix and match uh, of 20 between now and then. And every time you do the 20, you'll get a ticket.
2: You get an eight. Anytime
0: you get two boxes at once, you get three tickets yeah, You do. Three boxes at a time, you get six tickets.
2: That's six entries.
0: Not
3: to mention a whole crap load of swag along with yeah. it.
0: Yeah, you get ton- His swag is amazing. It's the best. There's no His better swag, swag, swag than Rocky's swag. Yep. Um, with, with the one box, you get uh, five, five event cigars plus your choice of a uh, lighter or ashtray. It's about, it's about $75 worth of stuff right there. And then you buy two boxes, you get a uh, party pack, a zip, a zip case that uh, carries cigars, and it comes with 10 Rocky Patel cigars. So again, about 150, 160 dollars worth of stuff. You get three boxes, and you're going to get this I
2: call it a leather basket. Yeah. picnic
0: basket. <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> <Alcoholic> you, <species. laughs> you open it up. And inside are 10 cigars. A place for you to have your favorite scotch or bourbon, two rocks glasses and a lighter and a cutter. That's valued at $300. Good
2: to go.
3: it's real leather, too. You're good to go. It's real
0: leather. There's different finishes you get to pick. It's amazing. So don't miss out on this. Rocky's going to be here Saturday from uh, 1 to 4. We're going to have a big event uh with uh mike from rocky patel on friday night where those names are going to be drawn and then saturday we're going to be doing a big tailgate party at twins nice there'll be hamburgers there'll be hot dogs the whole tailgate the whole tailgate experience it's it's going to be an awesome awesome time yeah don't miss out on that it's going to be fantastic i'll
2: be there We'll
0: all be there. <laughs> well, right, Pat. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'll be there late. <laughs> That'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there late <laughs> as usual. Late as usual, and um, let's see. Um, cigar confession.
3: Uh-oh. Confession time.
0: Confession time. Confession. confession. This is my confession.
2: Oh God.
3: <laughs> mm. Preach, brother the logistics of in the closet. Yeah. Um. It's <laughs> not that confession. No.
0: I I want to um, uh, really encourage people if you if you <coughs> do not underestimate what a real quality cutter can yes. do for your cigar
3: absolutely yes. you
0: know, I my favorite right now and it has been for several years since it came out is the Lotus Jaws yep. cutter a cutter that stays sharp cuts clean mm-hmm. the first time every know, time I, I I you know I see people who you know they they cut their cigar with with a cutter they've had for a really long it, cutters do get dull they don't last forever. And uh, they're not something that people clean all the time either. And that doesn't help right. uh, as things go. But you know, y- you will notice a different kind of quality in the cut of your cigar. When you use a cutter that you've spent like $30 on versus a cutter that you've spent a couple of three bucks on or a free cutter that you get from someplace. Mm-hmm. And it can really make a big difference in the enjoyability of your cigar. Because if if that's not done right, the cigar, you know, it isn't going to function right, it could fall apart on you. Um, if you do too much damage to the cap,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the rest of the cigar can start to unravel. Yes. And so I really want to encourage everybody don't don't go cheap on your cutter, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars either. Don't get me wrong. But um, if you in really want to be enjoying your cigars, do take the money and
1: invest mm. in a good cutter.
0: Right, guys? That's right.
1: Pat, what would you say to that? There's a uh, satisfaction when you have, like, a really sharp, clean cut on a cigar.
0: I think that's part of, you know, there's, there's, it's a smoking cigars includes all five of your senses. Mm-hmm. And to me, that holding and cutting and, you know, hearing the nice snip, that's that's all just part of the experience, you know, don't you think? Yeah. Dave's look at me like I have six heads. Mm. (laughs) I just use a matchstick and I jam it into the back. It works for me.
2: I mean, but to your point, Dan, when <laughs> customers ask for a, a cut because they're unsure of what they should be doing or unsure of their their level of cutting, and they see us use a nice, clean, sharp cutter and give them that just the tip.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they're always we always Jeez. get compliments
2: on the way you know we we cut and what we cut with, and people are generally happy about how we do that. Yeah, well, and yeah. of course
0: you don't want to cut off you know too much or just Looking to skin the top of the cigar, yeah, oh, that's really. That's a listen
3: the hard way. I was staring because I was thinking. You know, oh. <laughs> and uh, I, I was thinking that, you know, it's kind of like if you're going to go watch, you know, the Super Bowl with the guys and you need a new TV, you don't go to a thrift store and get some 20 year old plasma, you know? You go get a Samsung or an LG or, you know, something that's going to be really nice and, and do the job correctly. You know, like a good cutter. I agree with you, but where are you going to get a 20-year-old plasma? I'm just saying, like, that's the kind of stuff you'd probably find in, like, a thrift store now. It's like a plasma that no one wants because it's plasma.
2: But it's called the first (laughs) day. But
0: there you go. Pat, you're very quiet. Observing. You're observing. Observing. (laughs) You sure? Yeah.
2: I drank your drink. It was really good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. oh, Good job, goodness. Pat What's the uh, uh, final verdict here on the uh, syndicatal Artista
3: Well, I'm, to me it's smoking the taste I'm getting is different from the last time I remember smoking it. First time was a lot of earth, a lot of leather and that's really all I felt I got from it This time I don't know, maybe it's just because you're smoking with friends and they're talking about it, and you're like, yeah, I get that, yeah, I get that. And what something was simple, became more complex because mm-hmm. I can pick those things out now, and I totally get them. Uh, not to mention the pairing, you know, for me, brought out the, the little bit of, like, white pepper in the retrohale and made that more enjoyable. Um, I'm like, I'd, I'd get this pairing at the bar, like, again. Mm, yeah. This was really enjoyable.
0: I definitely think it was a spot-on pairing kind of a contrasting pairing Mm -hmm. you know and um uh I think it really the the way the cigar and the drink interacted with each other was really really nice yes I think it helped the cigar get amped up a little bit and I I do think it it the cigar itself cut some of the citrus in the drink and brought out more of that honey Mm -hmm. that was in there and Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed that I thought thought it was really good
2: yeah
0: anything else Guys, Pat, do you have anything to say about anything that you did tonight?
1: yeah, I think the the pairing definitely to me kind of complimented I think it was contrasting in a sense, but it did complement that kind of hay note that I was looking for, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the honey idea came from, and yeah, I mean like i said the, there's a little bit more body in the cigar than I remember last time I had I think yes. this is probably the third or fourth time I've had it, and the first time I had it, I was very underwhelmed. But then mm-hmm. obviously, like tonight when I'm smoking it, it exceeded expectations I had. And it's if you're like a mild cigar smoker, and oftentimes in the humidor, like you have people that are like bourbon enthusiasts, but yeah. they're scared to smoke more than a Connecticut. Yeah. I think that this is a really good, viable, mild option that kind of mm. has more complimentary notes to bourbon than you would get in a typical Connecticut. Yep.
3: And sometimes when something comes in, it just needs a little time to sit. Yes. You know, there's something to that, too, where we've had, it's happened before, where we've had cigars on the show, and we were like, wow, this is a lot better than when we first smoked it as soon as it came into the shop. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, and and kind of paralleling that, Dave, and this is something that I think we have to admit as tobacconists, that sometimes when we get the cigar that comes in, we light it up and smoke it. we don't really have the time to sit and really think about it mm-hmm. because we're working and we're putting it down and it's going out mm-hmm. and we're relighting it. And, mm-hmm. and that,
3: that, that never helps time, the taste of a that, cigar. That, well,
0: it never helps you. If you, if you don't ever have the time to sit and really pay attention to the cigar and what it's doing, how you, and how, what kind of flavors are there and what's going on, you're not really ever going to give it a fair shake, Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think I'm, i can echo what you guys have said the first time i had this cigar i was like meh really mild it's dominican that dominican tobacco isn't really where my palate is so i'm i'm gonna move on and then uh kurt was talking about how he really enjoyed it and how he thought it was really buttery and creamy and he handed me one and i smoked and i'm like you know this is better than i thought and here this one this is my third one that i'm having it's this is a better experience than the previous ones, but this is the first time I'm really sitting and thinking about the cigar and listening to what it's saying. And, and, uh, uh I, I really think it's important to be able to give a cigar a real proper chance before yes. you pronounce it your thing or not your thing. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can really see people liking this. Mm-hmm. I can really see, you know, if somebody was, a uh, an, an Ashton smoker or a uh, Rocky Patel 1999 yep, kind of yep. guy, this would be and was looking up. looking for something different. Mm-hmm. This could be a good switch up. It's I still, see. it's 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 not really going to be any stronger than what they're smoking, but there's also a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. Right? And I could see this, you know, also pairing with a a, a beer or a bourbon up at the bar, without it getting. Because there's enough going on in here, I think that that it could stand up to some stuff.
2: A light yeah. scotch for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, light scotch. Um, I think like a, a Glenlivet Glenn uh, 12 Lillian, year. Macallan. Yep, Mac- yep. Those those two. This would do fine with. Mm. You're you, now, Pat. You're a scotch guy. Would you Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I think about this cigar, and what I would pair it with, it definitely would be like a really you know like a ten year age scotch or something mm-hmm. like something like that like I wouldn't do it with an og bag like peated scotch no nothing like that, peated.
0: But, nothing super smoky,
1: but yeah like a bowwinney or you know just the, the Caribbean cask mm. Mm. that would go really well basil Hayden if you want to get basil Hayden more. would go well with that too mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah all right very good guys. Alright, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be looking at this 724 Briary Blends Queen City, Queen City. Just out. Only available at Twins. Um, and uh, we'll be right back. I'll say more about it. when we. Alright, everybody, we are back. We're still getting our drinks. Drinks! Our drinks!
2: But, um,
0: we are now smoking this 724 briery blends queen city just hit the shelves uh last friday and let me read to you what it says on the tin uh have you been searching for a rich dark virginia perique blend look no further you have found it inside this tin you will be met with the aromas of dark red virginia cavendish and a stout portion of St. James Parish Perique expertly blended to bring you a decadent and creamy mixture that allures with notes of dark cocoa, earth, plum, and plenty of that quintessential piquant spice you crave. Sit back, light your pipe, and let the
3: adventure
1: begin. What an idiot wrote that.
2: Uh, it does sound like an there, old school ad. Is, so it's, is it's, there any <laughs> other kind of
3: parake besides Saint James? I think, I think
1: Kurt wrote it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Quintessential. Mm-hmm. I like that word. You want to pass me the quintessential pipe tobacco, please? Mm-hmm. I'm just messing with you, Dan.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You, you totally are
3: because he doesn't even yeah, have his I, drink. I don't even have my drink. Uh oh,
1: Dave. Yeah. What? You're closer. Gotta...
3: What? You're the mixologist. Mix. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So uh, this is manufactured for twins by Cornell and Diehl. Yay! It is a Virginia Perique, a vapor blend. Thank you, Pat. And it is a Red Virginia uh, Cavendish and Perique no flavoring on this uh blend it is a ribbon cut tobacco and we are again having the uh queen bee queen bee queen bee pairing with this it'll be interesting to see how this goes um uh so 724 briary blends um that's something that uh uh twins decided to do to kind of capitalize on the growing pipe business that we have at both of our locations
3: yeah Dan that's all you baby
0: thank you and uh, Kurt was uh, uh, willing to invest into that and so um, we talked with Cornell and deal who are um, we're big customers of and we came up with uh, Boston Tea Party a few months ago. That's been a huge, huge hit. Yes. Uh, an amazing tobacco. And um, then we just uh, came out with this. Hopefully, we're going to come out with a couple of more
3: if the uh, things keep going the way they are. Um, customer came in today and bought two Tea Parties and a Queen City. And he, those two, he said, are his like. Uh, his sixth and seventh ten and wow he said like, he asked if it was okay to buy them first because he didn't you know <laughs> he's like you got more right like i don't oh, want yeah. to take it all you know i'm like no buy it buy it all no
0: no it's you know we mm-hmm. we have done an amazing job with that um you know cornell and deal uh, loud dc distrib- distribution group who we uh work through that's that's how we've gotten this you know they're very very impressed with how how quickly we've been selling through uh the original order um at boston tea party is already going to need to be redone at least once maybe twice more this year at the Mm -hmm. rate it's going and if uh this has any kind of you know parallel to how that's done i think this is going to be huge and to be quite honest uh, you know. i love boston tea party it's a very very unique blend that black tea finish which kind of was the the reason that uh behind the name boston tea party uh is very unique i love it i love the burley uh blend with that and the cedar notes in this that said virginia Parique is kind of my blend that's that's where I tend to, to go and, and sit most of the time. And when I got uh, different samples of what we could do, I smoked this and I said, this is it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we let everybody else smoke it too. Most people agreed. Um, none of the blends that they gave us were bad. They were all great. But this to me just was like what I was looking for for uh, a, a 724 virginia Parique kind of blend and um, all those notes of dark cocoa earth plum uh especially in the retro you get that that spice mm-hmm. that pepper spice that the Parique brings um it's really really good so I, I would like to know though what you guys think i know pat's smoking this for the first time tonight I know Dave is, like, halfway through through his first tin. I don't know about uh, Shell and what he's done with this, but what are, what are your thoughts on the tobacco? Again, let's talk about the pairing in a little yes, bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, so This is my second time smoking it, and I'm getting all plum on the draw and mm. all perique on the retro hill. Mm. I like it a lot. You get, the, you know, that that fruity sweetness coming in mm. and then just that spice on the way out, so yeah. I love that. Yeah.
3: I think um, I actually had Thomas here the other day, and we smoked it, and he was—he's uh, a brand brand new pipe smoker. It was a, this was like you know, probably the second time in his life he's ever smoked a pipe, um, and he was telling me his notes, uh, like what he was getting from it. Like, yep. And then I had him read the tin, and he like looked up to me with big eyes because he was like saying plum. And spice and stuff like that and he was just like so surprised that he actually you know God. got it you know it's very Come obvious up. to me
0: yeah. that it, that's there pat what's what's your thoughts I know it's not a Fuente product,
1: but
2: <laughs>
0: maybe you can speak to it anyway.
1: Uh, it's good it ha- It's a nice like medium body Virginia Perique blend um, kind of echoing shell. like the palate has a lot of those like Virginia type characteristics, like that kind of plump sweetness, Ooh. definitely sits on the palate, and then through the retro, you get that nice like Perique spice, mm-hmm. but then I get like a, like very like delicate hay type note, maybe a little bit of like dough. Yes. there's like a little bit of savory flavors yeah. in there for me yeah very good
0: Yeah. now what we're talking about with this is is interesting is that you know 724 of course is known for its cigars it's a great boutique company yep um you know 724 has its uh its origin story goes all the way back to 1874 in manchester new hampshire which is the next town over Um, and uh, they built a factory there the factory building is still standing and um, in its heyday 724 was one of the world's largest factories producing cuban uh, tobacco cigars it was cuban filler that they were using in in their cigars And at their height, they were making 80 million cigars a year.
2: That's a lot of cigars. And
0: to kind of put that in perspective, Placencia, which we've talked about tonight, is one of the largest companies on the planet right now. And they make cigars for themselves and 40 other brands. And they make, the last I heard, about 40 million cigars a year. So. Eighty million cigars a year, <clears throat> and cigars,
3: million, 80. and
0: they, you know, were known for. You see all the signs, ten cent cigars. You know, the cigars at that time, the average cigar price, you know, was was five cents. So they were making premium cigars. You know, ten cent cigars. They were making the higher end, higher end stuff, and um, uh, they were doing great. They were nationally known. And then the the Cuban embargo happened, and uh, R.G. Sullivan, who'd started the company, didn't want to continue if he couldn't use the the uh, Cuban tobacco, so the doors closed. Uh, fast forward to 2006, Kirk Kendall, who is the owner of Twins, wants to bring in to market a uh, a cigar of his own had no idea, you know, right now he's thinking, I just want to bring something into my shop. And mm-hmm. huge history buff, big New England history buff. And, of course, that goes into to signs, goes into cigars, that whole thing. Finds out about 724. Finds out it was made right here in, in New Hampshire. Finds that the uh, rights to the, the name are available. Brings it back to market starting in 2006 and fast forward now to 2022 um you know last year was the the 15th anniversary of him bringing things back um there are five different lines the original series the uh wk which is their connecticut the hustler which is the original series rapper and uh uh, brazilian modafina and the wk which is a um ecuadorian connecticut wrapper the hustler is a barber pole of those two tobaccos then there's the factory 57 which gets its name from the fact that 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 original factory
3: that was the government name for that was the
0: government number for the factory it was the 57th uh factory uh that was their tax designation yeah factory number 57 and then you have the 1874 series Uh, so you have five different Lines, all of which have gotten a 90 or better in the national magazines. It's very well received. It's a fantastic boutique brand. And all of a sudden, they start making pipe tobacco. To me, that's very different. Yes. And mm-hmm. it is incredibly different because Kurt
2: hates is pipes. <laughs> not
0: a pipe guy.
3: He is not. <laughs> he
0: sees the value in it. He sees the that that customers enjoy it and he wants to to reach out to them and obviously he's willing to invest in that. I I mean I love the way the tins look. I yeah. mean it's just the Gorgeous. The, label, the 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 label work is awesome. The presentation is great. And more than that is I you know, I open the tin and I look at the colors of the tobacco. I mean even that like matches. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. goes. The whole presentation just is is pleasing to the eye Mm -hmm. and um you know so he and it's been a it's been a runaway hit for us um
3: which doesn't happen often according to Cornell and deal yeah Um, no
0: and and we're the first um uh cigar shop brick and mortar store you know that does not have a big online presence that has asked for something like this and when they look at how much we've sold through the Boston Tea Party, which we've had for what three months now
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it's it's been amazing the 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 reception it's had the the accolades it's had from people it's it's very humbling it's it's awesome so you know but this is very different for Kurt and I think this is a big you know this is being willing to take things in a whole new direction doing this and 724 is not the first cigar company to do something like that. you got Davidoff, who makes pipe tobacco. We've reviewed several of their tobaccos on the show. Uh, Royalty, which is an English blend, and their uh, Flake Medallion, which is a Virginia Parique with a little bullseye of uh, Cavendish in the middle of it. Mm, You've got Ashton, mm-hmm. which has been making pipe tobacco for years that are, are very well-received. Um, and you have other companies like Rocky Patel. I don't know that he ever made pipe tobacco, but he he
3: sold pipes, yeah. He had this is one of them.
0: He had Eric Nording make mm-hmm. uh, pipes for him, including the one that that uh, Dave's holding up there. That's a Rocky Patel pipe. Um, Drew Estate made pipes and pipe tobacco for a while, uh, but again, kind of like the cigars, it doesn't always. Taking this new direction doesn't always work. With Davidoff and Ashton, it's been a long time thing, and, and it's really helped their overall brand and really kind of established them not only you know as people who work with tobacco and can create luxury tobacco in different formats. Rocky Patel uh, has dropped the whole pipe thing altogether. He felt like it was just too much to it was too much of a different thing. He wanted to focus on cigars, which he's obviously been incredibly successful at, and felt like that just was not where he was he was at. And um Drew Estate, their Tetsuge uh pipe tobacco brands and and things, those those basically went the way of the dinosaur too. Uh kind of you know they they still work with pipe tobacco but it's in cigars it's mm-hmm. in cigar form for them the uh deadwood series um and the uh natural series or the, the la rutan as it's called why did they have to sell, to to do that backwards la rutan and natural that's what it's the same thing only backwards what
1: does anyone know is there yeah, like the, a uh, copyright thing or something
3: no it was, it was the uh i'm pretty sure the uh it was the FDA thought it was too much of a draw, to to younger folk, so they said they have to change the name, so they changed it to La Rutan and just spelt natural backwards. There you go. That's what I heard from Laramie. Mm. That's some clever work. Bizarre, but bizarre. that said, you know How they've bizarre. they've gotten
0: they've gotten out of the pipe business to the best of my knowledge. Uh, so sometimes this works, sometimes this doesn't. And so, you know, the question here is with uh, the Briary blend series that 724 has been putting out, is this something that's going to, you know, build Kurt's reputation as somebody who can really work with tobacco and with different companies or, the, you know, reaching a, a wider audience of people, or is this you know something that's just going to be a flash in the pan and gone in a few years kind of like rocky patel's pipes
2: well as we talk about risky business don't sue us tom cruise mm-hmm. um i think Cardi's taking a risk with the pipe tobacco and making new blends and i think it's going over it very well as you know mm-hmm. made a point both you and dave about people wanting it and you know and loving it mm-hmm. and i don't think it's going to be a flash in the pan i think as pipe tobacco grows for twins people are going to continue to enjoy it and it's going to
3: be a bigger thing than it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way I see it happening. It's just uh you know, day after day, you know, customers coming in asking for it, you know, that installs like so much pride in me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, I'm absolutely still like drop shot. We got something made by Cornell and deal. I'm like, freaking awesome. You know, it's awesome. Like, I couldn't be happier, you know? It's wicked awesome. See, I
1: see it more as like a trust and not a risk factor. Like, you know, like Kurt's been, in my opinion, like, he, he's kind of let Dan take control of this whole thing. Obviously, Kurt's been approving and kind of overseeing it, but I, I think Kurt put a lot of trust in his employees, especially Dan, to really mm-hmm. kind of be the forefront of this. And also to, you know, Cornell and Deals point, typically... People of the reach that Twins has, because we don't have that online reach, it typically is a flop. So they put a lot of trust in Twins, seeing if whether or not we can actually make this beneficial for both parties. And you know, Kurt has like I would say the best crew to kind of make this happen, because you know, like I said in the last episode with the Boston Tea Party, like Dan's like unbridled passion for pipes really is something special, and I think that not just anyone can really kind of bring this to reality and right. dan's done an like a excellent job and kind of because yeah, you know we, we're choosing the pipe tobacco too you know it's it, we're all tasting it and dan's kind of like guiding us through that process and you know it's it's been really really good and i think the the people that's putting the effort into it, it's definitely making it succeed
0: mm-hmm. and, thank you guys um what do we think about my incredibly awesome tobacco (laughs) and this new confounded drink that pat has
1: so produced i have a um
0: this was really interesting because pat asked me on what was it saturday or sunday if if i thought this would go well with it and i was like well have you smoked it yet He's like, no. So like, I, I well, have there's a... an open tin up at the bar. <laughs> so I have a okay.
1: curveball. <laughs> so there is a curveball. I actually did smoke this, mm-hmm. and this is something that I thought could kind of flex between the cigar and the pipe tobacco. So that's why the garnish is what it is. Mm-hmm. Typically, it would be a lemon, but something that I did when I was sampling it, when I had the pipe tobacco, was. I, and again, try, try to do this. It's not like an easy thing to do. It's kind of like the Toscano episode. But mm. <laughs> the, the purpose for the garnish is you take... So since you have two different, you know, like, sensories, you have your nose and your mouth, and they can work at together. the same time. Yep. Yep. So you can take a... I want everyone to take a draw from the pipe, and then since you can still breathe through your nose normally without inhaling the smoke in your mouth... I want you to, with the smoke in your mouth, open it up, take a sip, some smoke's going to kind of leak out of there, close your mouth, retrohale the rest of the smoke out of your nose, and then obviously drink the liquid. And I'll tell you what I got out of it, and this is what made me do the garnish, but I I want everyone else's opinion on it. Yeah, that's... Give me a second. Wow, yeah, it's got a little bit of pep. So there was a purpose behind this. I kind of what you, was your
3: purpose? Well that's what uh, Speak What is your purpose?
1: It was so the, I think it enhanced the tobacco, but I want everyone else's opinion before I give the tasting notes that I got Ooh. when I did it the first time.
2: Let me do that again. I got something, but I'm not sure what I got. Speak, brother.
0: Brother Broadleaf. What are
3: you got? It's spicy? That's crazy weird. That's crazy. It's like
2: a... There definitely is some sort of spice, but it's not yeah, harsh. It's, it's like a
3: cinnamon, graham, cackery, lime zest. Kind cinnamon of thing. is a good word. Yeah. Wow. Mm. It's like a whole bunch of If you smoke
0: things. the drink, I think you get it,
1: too. This is cooler, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I did this, it like took the perique and put it on steroids and what i usually look for in these kinds of blends is that spice in the perique so it baking spice was one of the things i got out of it which i think someone said baking spice but it? it enhanced that pepper and gave me like a baking spice cinnamon it gave me like a darker like less citrusy kind of plum note on the palate and then it also added this kind of well it added more body to the pipe tobacco mm-hmm. essentially yeah, it
2: did. you know what i'm getting um if you've ever had the trident cinnamon gum it's that spicy refreshing mm-hmm. when, paired with the drink so you get that spice but it it evens up pretty quickly and it, it, it's very refreshing and very
1: good but if you retro this pipe tobacco without doing that process with the drink it's you, you good. see yeah. the difference yeah. like to yeah. me the spice is enhanced when you do it with the drink really? And part of the reason why the star anise is there is because it has like that kind of black licorice kind of aroma. And with this being kind of like a dark plum pipe tobacco, I thought that that kind of aroma mixed in your palate with the kind of the sweet honey and a little bit of that citrus from the bourbon would kind of enhance it in certain ways. It's very good. So that was my my trap card. I just flipped over on you.
3: You know, it's even weirder. If you you take a if you take a sip, <laughs> if you take a sip and then like kind of tilt your head back and take while the drink is still in your mouth, take a drop from the pipe, and then retrohale and then swallow the drink.
1: And the first time I made this, it wow, was the it drink was tastes
3: like so different. It was a
1: hot wow. version of the drink, so yeah. when you do this whole kind of retrohale process, it was easier because I have pretty sensitive teeth. So like that cold water in my teeth kind of you know sucks, but mm-hmm. it it does do the same thing.
2: You're Gonna try Dave's method.
3: Play that again, Dave. So, yeah, I'll just show you. So, you take a sip. Uh Uh-huh. Then I retrohale Mm -hmm. and swallow. Okay. And then take a sip. Would you take a sip? I'll take a sip first, okay. Take it, then tilt your head back, because you don't want the drink to go down your pipe stem. Okay. And then take a drag, and then retrohale, and then swallow. Swallow last.
1: And it kind of adds mm. a little bit of leather in there
0: too, to me. Mm-hmm. But I, think must- I think the drink really goes well with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it would. I thought it would be kind of a contrasting I pairing like with the lime, smoky.
2: Mm-hmm. That's smoky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: It's very, very good.
2: Yeah. I like that. I like Dave's method. Isn't yeah. it
3: weirder how like it's isn't a totally different thing, but it's yeah. almost the same, just a little different right. method. <laughs> and then it's, it's
2: like that perique it. is just blown into smoke. Mm-hmm. It's still there, but it's it's just expounded.
0: Now I find that as you get down this bowl, the the, the pepper of the perique increases. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you retrohale yeah. it, it gets more and more intense. Yeah. Thomas agreed with that
3: too. That's one of the things he said. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I I think this is a great blend. I I got my first tin of it of course when it came out. Of course. I'm already uh well over halfway through the first tin. I haven't been able to smoke anything else. I mean, it's been it's been great. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to burn out my palate on it or something. We'll do that. That
3: customer that I mentioned earlier, he said when he brought home the Boston Tea Party, uh he he uh he smoked 3 bowls in a row cuz he couldn't stop.
0: Mm. Yeah, I
3: can't at. wait, I can't wait to see what he says about Queen City. You know? Yeah.
0: Um, you think this is going to be another runaway hit? Mm-hmm. And how?
3: If I'm wrong, I don't want to be right. What about you, Pink Panther?
0: Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> of course, salmon. you say that when I take <laughs> a drink.
2: <laughs> We don't have a a soundbite for that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh. Um so you think this is gonna obviously I think this is going to appeal to pipe smokers. Mm -hmm. Do you think doing something like this is going to have any kind of positive impact on the seven twenty four brand? Hell yeah. As a as a whole.
2: Well, I said hell yeah, because... (laughs) Because I meant hell yeah. (laughs) It's good. I meant heck
0: yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry, Pastor. That's all right.
0: You can say hell yeah. An act of contrition and a couple hair Mm. bears.
3: Purgatory, maybe. Oh, gee,
2: thanks. No thoughts at all. No thoughts at
3: all
0: other than hell yeah.
2: Oh, well, I was waiting for, you know, Pat to chime in with his Dave's just his opinion. <laughs> no, no, it's it's very good and I think people who appreciate tobacco in its purest form in itself mm-hmm. who can smoke a pipe and then enjoy a cigar separately will definitely appreciate, you know, the complexity of the pipe tobacco and this pairing especially. Mm-hmm. Again, I I need to get this recipe from you so I can make it for my screen house at home. But no, definitely, I think it's going to take
3: off. Mm.
1: It's kind of like the other conversations we had about, you know, like different cigar companies kind of doing something new. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you, as we spoke of earlier as well is, you know, other companies have tried kind of mingling in the pipe industry and sometimes it's been a flop, but, you know, like I said, y- you can kind of do things for, the purpose of sales and kind of making money off of it, but then you can also do it from kind of like a passion driven thing of like, you really want to get something out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the people that took the latter approach succeed. And Mm. I think that's what is happening here. Like, as I said, you know, Kurt's been very involved in it. The employees been very involved in it. And we've, we're not doing it because we're trying to, you know, get rich off pipe tobacco. We're doing it because we have a, a very like you know a very healthy pipe clientele like yeah. we have a good amount of traffic yeah. coming in and obviously like there's a monetary value to that but mm. the original purpose behind it was to kind of you know put the 724 brand on something that we we felt that these people would appreciate right so when we're choosing the tobacco it's not really a objective thing or like oh yeah this is going to be a money maker we're putting a lot of like thought into it and yeah. Yeah. you know the two pipe tobaccos that i think we've introduced you know boston tea party is very unique and it kind of speaks to kurt's brand you know like mm-hmm. blended for every palate. like mm-hmm. you know boston tea party i think is like the pinnacle of that because anyone can enjoy it in my mm-hmm. opinion in the pipe war because yeah. It it's very mild. It gets a little bit to the medium on the back of the bowl, but it's it's very approachable. It has a unique experience to it, and I think that the Queen City kind of is a nice follow up to that. Obviously, like a Parik Virginia is going to be a little bit more of a heavier bodied pipe tobacco, and yeah. but it's still very approachable. Like that Parique really doesn't become a prominent note until the you know the back third of the bowl. I'd right. say so. If you want to be somebody that is that that wants to try Parique Yep. Then you can do it, and then if you know you get to the back third of it, if it's too strong, just refill it and go back to the front. But it's not an overbearing body yeah. and spice.
0: Well, and that too, you know, another thing too is that you, you're not really going to get a whole lot of spice unless no. you retrohale it.
2: And even with that, it's not a overwhelming retrohale. It's like a, no. I got a, a really refreshing cinnamon with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you get that. You get that nice piquant spice, yep. that's all spice, I get now is cinnamon. But <laughs> it's not it's not over the top but it's very there it's strong but not obnoxious right right i guess is the best way i would describe it you know but you know those sweet plummy flavors you know it's you know and that i think is enhanced by the the red virginia cavendish yeah it's this is the same red virginia cavendish that is the base for uh autumn evening
2: that's why i like it (laughs) but
0: you know the autumn evening cavendish of course has a a maple topping put on it this has no topping put on it, so this is that cavendish on its own with the perique and all of that sweetness in the virginia just comes out and just builds up that plumminess in the in the perique and just makes it smooth and creamy and rich it's it's Beautiful, it's awesome, it's great. Uh, let me do a, a little would you rather question. Oh, would you, would you rather? rather? And um, while I start that off, I'm gonna have to do what what uh Shell did. I'm already at the end of my bowl. I'm reload. My re- reload, this is why
3: you smoke Nordings people because the bowl never ends. I don't think that's the reason,
2: I think because you enjoyed what you like and you blow
3: through it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with I'm shell. I'd just pack once and be done with it for a couple hours.
2: Oh, so you have half the tin in your bowl right now. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so Father's Day is coming up. Okay. Okay. And Pat, I know you're not a dad, but <laughs> you are a son. You're a son. And maybe you can think about your dad, or maybe if you want to be a dad someday. Don't do it. Who's your dad? You know. I'm just going to adopt Like a dog (laughs) Um, Would you rather Get Cigars And or tobacco For Father's Day Or Or a tie Or (laughs) Would you rather get Accessories Like a humidor Or Cutter, or lighter, or pipe, which which would you rather?
3: Cufflinks. Cufflinks.
0: <laughs> Where are you going?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who's up? That. Oh, I'd I'd rather get cigars. I already got enough accessories. I would totally rather get rather get something to smoke.
1: Assuming I had neither. I would go with cigars because I feel that the in, you know what I do is with my father. I, I guess this this can be the son's approach. The gift is you can do the humidor or whatever, but like I, when you get even like you can even compare it to like, would you rather get cigars or a bottle of bourbon or a humidor? Like the cigars, I think is the, is the better gift solely because like. That whole, like, you know, you get the cigar, then the experience and what comes after. Mm -hmm. So I think when you get your father's cigars, you then can later enjoy those with him and kind of get those moments.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I love how you Mm -hmm. said that. When you get your father cigars, you can then later enjoy them with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. These weren't just for you, Dad. They were for
1: you to share. That's what me. it is. Like whenever, like when I get my <laughs> one dad, for you and two for me. Like <laughs> i think for <laughs> the To me, it, it, getting a humidor is like getting a gift card. Mm-hmm. Like he was a you know do you want with that kind of thing you know but mm. it, at least for me when i get cigars like i know what my dad likes so i can kind of right. use that and and get him what i think he's going to enjoy yeah. and then you yeah. can later sit with him and see if you screw it up or not you know right.
3: mm-hmm. don't ever get me a humidor the cigars ain't gonna last a week so <laughs> <That's all laughs> okay. oh my goodness, yeah, i agree with i it. have four humidors at home and they're all empty why do <laughs> what are have- your kids doing <laughs> yeah, I, <didn't. laughs> well, I agree with uh, Pat and Dave
2: I'd rather get cigars even if I don't like them I can say I tried them and I, I got the experience I'm all about smoking boutique just trying different things all mm. the time and just expanding my palate
0: well you know it, it's interesting you say that because you know I've always and I, I believe I've said it on the show before but you know I don't when I think when people ask me you know what do you do you know I you know I'm a manager at a cigar shop but what I really do is I sell time Mm. I offer people you sell experiences I sell I sell memories I sell Mm. relaxation I I sell the things that people need to relax renew and rejuvenate themselves and that's what cigars are for yes they are they are for sitting and enjoying whether you're by yourself or you're with friends or you're with family and you know in this world where we're always constantly on the go and you know it is becoming more and more difficult to just stop and take time for yourself and you know there's a big difference in the quality of rest that you get you know when you are taking the time to do something like enjoy a cigar have a drink with with friends or family and you know watching something on netflix or so it's not the same thing you know because all of your senses get involved with this yes you know your your taste your smell touch your sight, sight yeah. and and hearing all get involved with with smoking a pipe or smoking a cigar yeah. and and the whole aromatherapy part of that 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 goes along with it, i think is something that's very unique i think we have something that people want that, that people need you know and and to you know because when you have a cigar you sit down you light it up you're not really doing anything else you're you're that's really kind of your focus yeah. you may be talking with people sure you may you may have a drink like we we have tonight but the whole point of the drink and the cigar is to enjoy both together and when you start getting to the point where you are deliberately picking the drink or what you're smoking to Go with what you're drinking. That just enhances the moment and adds the whole relaxation of it. So, Absolutely. creating that memory, creating yeah. that time, is really what we're we're about. Yes. And I, I think that's where it, that's kind of the the um, bigger picture of the whole thing. Yes. You know, I mean, what what do you guys what's what's what do you think you're doing when you're selling cigars?
2: Again, as you say that you're selling an experience, mm-hmm. you don't come into Twins to just pick up something because you know it's it's popular or because you know you heard that this is what you should buy. It's what you like. Mm-hmm. When people come in and they ask for a recommendation, the first thing that to ask is, "Well, what's your flavor profile? Mm-hmm. Do you like something light, something medium, something strong?" And you go from there. So it's definitely about That relaxation, giving somebody what they want as opposed to what they think they need because, you know, something's popular Mm. or something, you know, is is what they heard from a friend. Mm -hmm. So it's about what you want, that singular experience. You know, Kurt says it all the time. When somebody comes in, give them a tour. Mm. And that's what I try to do. You know, I try to give them a tour of, you know, the humidor. I don't suggest just one thing and leave it at that. I take it around to additional options and say, hey, this is what this tastes like. This is what this smells like. This is what this does. This is what this has in nicotine content. And it's really about the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Pat, what about you? What What do you think you're doing
1: when you're selling cigars? A good job.
2: <laughs>
0: um,
1: or it, it's it's the experience. Like everyone kind of said, you know, like, when even like the you know the way that twins looks it's just like the second you walk in the door it's like you know to me it's like an old antique kind of cigar shop Mm -hmm. so like you know it's our job there really is to kind of enhance that experience because at the end of the day machines can do what we do with the register you know yeah that's true it's it's the entire you know like giving the tour like you you know welcome someone you make them feel at home um and you kind of walk them through the humidor and it's very overwhelming. And mm-hmm. we, we, we kind of bring some light to the chaos and bring them around and say, well, you know, make it simple, you know, what do you enjoy? What have you had before? Do you want to try something similar? Do you want to try something different? Do you want to try something that just came out? Do you want to, you know, and you take them through the humidor and kind of give them numerous options. Right. And then, you know, the unique thing about having the lounge there is we can also take it kind of a step further and ask what they're planning on doing are they going to go upstairs and have a drink what is it you're going to drink and then we can take that and further kind of have that experience with them and then it even kind of goes to the upstairs where it's like well if you're going to get this cigar like for instance the cre signature you know a patina fashion is going to go very well with this and now they go upstairs and again the bartenders upstairs do a very good job at kind of contributing that experience they then make the cocktail and then they get to sit down and sit with friends. So it's it's just the experience, which is furthering the experience that you go into a cigar shop for.
0: And then say, Dan, I made twenty seven patina fashions today.
2: Well that's gonna be twenty seven queen bees. Yeah, twenty seven queen bees
0: Pat's gonna be making queen
1: bees every Monday. every Monday. It's all Pat I have that. That Queen Bee special. Queen Bee Monday. That you know that That drink that I made for the Boston teapot, I got to get on the menu. The Sons of Liberty. Oh, you see what he did there? Waka, waka.
3: So did you originally make this to pair with the Queen Bee? So the the
1: idea of the honey came from the Sindicato, and then I was just looking at the tin, and then I was like, I should probably smoke it. So I smoked it. and So it has nothing to do with the Fuente Queen Bee? nope it's oh, well wow, I'm so the, 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 name, the name came from so the cognac is b&b and then queen city so you know sons of liberty that drink that i made for the tobacco the first tobacco we had plan
3: words I, I just find it you know funny how there's you know a fuente which you you
1: love there's a cigar named queen Bee. Well, or you think of so, honey and bees like queen Bee is kind of like the yeah it, goes, yeah. it, it pairs well
0: Dave, what do you think you're doing when you're selling cigars? Uh, you know, one <laughs> of my... <laughs>
1: I, think I,
3: I love having conversations. And I think one of the, one of the things I love hearing is like uh, someone having a great memory that surrounds around the cigar they smoked, mm-hmm. you know? And then you can be like, well, you could go with this because this. Or another thing that I like doing too is when they ask me like, what do you, what do you think I should smoke? I'm like, well, what are you drinking or eating? Because then, you know, it's it's if you if you don't know what they're drinking or eating with their cigar, which a lot of people do, you know, you can ruin a cigar. Right. Because if yeah. they're drinking something really hard and in in rad like a Guinness or something like that, you don't want to give them a WK. You know, like uh, so. I feel like that's that's really important is uh, not only asking the profile but what they're eating or drinking with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you know, I, what I'm hearing is for, for all of us in various ways, shapes or forms, it's, it's, it's selling an experience. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that kind of higher way of looking at it, you know, that, you know, the, the, the product is there to create an experience. And when you are looking at mo- thinking about that experience and the cigar or the pipe or the pipe tobacco is the means to that experience that that really helps you know your overall um, ability to be successful because that's that's really what you're doing in the end you know it, it, you know a, a cigar can be fanta- you know like this this can be really fantastic but if if somebody is is going to be having a you know a real you know yeah, you know let's say they're doing a real rich barbecue or something like that this this cigar is going to get lost yeah and to suggest that for that experience that experience is not going to get any better by offering this right but if they are having something a little bit more you know on the the milder side of things um you know like we were talking about like a uh a ten-year Scotch or something like that, like a, a Glenlivet ten-year or twelve-year, that could really enhance that experience. And I think when you when you help somebody to relax well, you're doing your job. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. When you're they helping somebody that. to take time out well, you're in doing your you're doing your job. Absolutely. That's that's what we're about.
1: A random side note that I just thought of through that conversation was like I just think it's funny how like a lot of people like when they have like a Mile, like milestone experience like a wedding or graduation mm-hmm. or something if for whatever reason everyone always leans to like incorporating a cigar there because you know in twins we get a lot of people coming in for those kinds of sure ceremonies not. but like people don't go further and to think that like they can use that to kind of enhance right. their well-being and their mm-hmm. life by like mm-hmm. relaxing it's just i think i just always find it funny that like you see people come in for these ceremonies that's really important and it's like oh we have to have cigars there but then right. you never see them again after that ceremony's over right. it's kind of
0: that's true that's true um but you know I I think there's a reason that you know the research shows that people who smoke one two cigars a day which is more than most cigar smokers smoke Mm -hmm. most cigar smokers are three four cigars maybe a week Mm -hmm. you know but you stay around one or two a day on average um there are no greater health health risks to you and B you end up living four years longer than the non-smoker because you are taking the time to stop.
3: Right. Yep. You have less stress and stress is the number one killer in the world.
0: So there's a a lot of good reasons to enjoy cigars and pipes. Uh, Obviously, you know, if all I ate were chocolate, I'd be killing myself. If all I ate were red meat, I'd be killing myself. You know, if all I did was smoke 24 hours a day, I'd be killing myself. But if you do it in moderation,
3: it can be a really good thing. you know. Um, just like a glass of wine a day. You know? Just like yeah. a glass
0: of wine a day. Yeah. Yep. Um, what's our final verdict here on the Queen City? You guys uh, like it? Like
3: it. Love it.
0: Love it? You love it. Pat yeah. just nods his head that's approval yeah 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 it's a it's a verbal podcast <laughs> <laughs> feel free to expound <laughs> on your head shake there pat people
1: gotta watch it live to see it you know people that oh. watch live
0: can see it but the people who are listening after the fact what what would you say sure.
1: it's a very good virginia Parique. it has like that dark plum that <clears throat> i've noticed in other tobaccos i've smoked that i kind of look for and if you're someone like me that really enjoys like a strong Parique blend if you mm. It's kind of like the pipe tobacco we did last week it, it kind of starts with that you know sweetness forward then it kind of develops in like a fuller body like nice spicy like pretty blend. i think
3: that's like the key takeaway to this is it develops yes it yeah, really yeah. does yeah and that's it one of the most beautiful things about it is how much it develops over the bowl
1: mm. Which the the amount that it develops over, like just the bowl, like shows that, like, even if you, you know, I I use one pipe, but if I have other pipes, I feel like it's going to change it even more just by having a different size bowl. Yep.
3: Yep. It did for me. This is, this is like the bowl so far that I love smoking out of.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Absolutely. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Next week on Not Just One Smoke, uh, Altidus Adam is going to join us. Adam Adam. Nigerian is going to be with us and we're going to be doing something very very different. Oh, It's an all cigar show.
2: Yeah. Ooh. all cigar
0: show next week. And they altitudes actually put together a pack to help people learn how to taste the difference in different cigar wrappers. Oh. And mm. we're going to be smoking a a, a bunch of a different composite a bunch of different cigars. That with different wrappers, and the whole point is to figure out how the wrapper changes the cigar.
2: Nice.
3: Oh, so kind of like the Durange and the Mayhem, and the well, uh, those are all those are all different wrappers, le- but those are the same cigar with different wrappers.
0: This is this is going to be like I think we're going to be smoking. I, I want to say five. Holy crap! Five different things. awesome. The whole point of which is to help a long you show. get to be familiar with <laughs> it start the seven. different with different wrappers and how they taste, how different you know the different uh, soils, different countries, different climates, let alone the different plants. Yeah, all change things up. So it's going to be real good. And wow, Adam, going to be awesome. Adam is always uh very generous with. Uh, the drinks, Dranks. The He brings onto the show, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know exactly what he's bringing next week, but it's going to be a good time. Sweet. I'm really looking forward to that. But um, Thanks for being with us tonight. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you learned something. Hope you go out and get some Queen City. That's right. Or one of these uh, uh, C- Sindicato C- Artistas. C- very, very nice cigar. And I think one of the big takeaways was the more we smoked it the more we liked it mm-hmm. and so don't just smoke one of these and go home you know get yourself two or three or four and i think by the end of it you're gonna feel like we do that this is a really really good mild to medium cigar that's right all right we'll see you next week with all adam right here on not just blowing smoke you've been listening to not just blowing smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge expertise and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling
2: with the top down,